welcome to The Readings Podcast, a production from Melbourne's leading independent bookstore, Readings. In today's episode, a conversation with the new executive director and CEO of Stella, Fiona Sweet. Stella is a major voice for gender equality and cultural change in Australian literature. Founded in 2012, the organisation's flagship program is the annual Stella Prize, a major literary award celebrating Australian women's writing. Stella also delivers a suite of year-round initiatives which actively champion Australian women writers, tackle gender bias in the literary sector, and connect outstanding books with readers. Here's Readings Programming Manager, Christine Gordon, and co-founder of Stella, to introduce Sweet and discuss what's coming up very shortly for the organisation. Hello everybody, my name is Chris Gordon. I look after some of the events that happen at Readings and also I'm lucky enough, fortunate enough, to be able to spend some of my day talking to people that I find extraordinarily interesting. I'd like to introduce you to a woman that I met last year, a woman that has changed some of the landscape of the literary world here in Australia. She is heading up the Stella Prize. It's the one and only Fiona Sweet. Welcome, Fiona. Welcome to the Readings Podcast and congratulations on your position. Oh, thank you so much, Christine. I'm thrilled to be on the podcast and really I'm thrilled to be part of the Stella community now. So, Fiona, you started off in photography. Can you just tell our listeners just how you came to be doing a little sidestep from the glamorous world of art over to the literary world, which is a little bit more down and out, I would have thought. Yeah, it's pretty funny, Christine. I I don't actually know why or how it happened. Look, I started as a designer and an illustrator and an art director, so that was my actual career for over 20 years. And then I sort of sidestepped across I was invited to apply for a directorship of a regional visual arts festival in Ballarat and I was accepted into that job. So I became the CEO and artistic director of the Ballarat Photo Biennale and I ended up using all my skills and all my knowledge, not just in creatively but also running an organisation or a business, if you like, to sort of grow this tiny festival from I think they had on average about 5,000 audience to 55,000 audiences in my final year, which was with the Linda McCartney retrospective, which was flown out during COVID. And, you know, we don't need to talk about COVID, but it was a very funny time, a very strange time, but still we ended up with this audience. And I loved my time there. I did two terms of my contract. And then I decided I really wasn't a Ballaratian and I really am a Melbourneian. And my partner and my children were still living in Melbourne. So I didn't really want to stay in Ballarat. So I left that job, came back to Melbourne, and I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew what I loved and what I took away from Ballarat as the director there was not just my love of visual art and growing the love of the art and supporting the artists. I suppose that was the key thing for me was supporting artists. I realised I could actually move across to other arts organisations, provided they were interested in big change. And when I say big change, I mean really elevating and platforming those artists and growing their audiences. That's the two things that I used to love the most. I did what everyone else did. I sat there and looked at job applications and decided whether I was going to apply or not. And Stella popped up and I'm an avid, avid reader. And about four years ago, I decided just to read 
Australian women's literature just for fun, just as a hobby. So I think I spent one or two years just reading that and there was plenty to read. So fast forward, I just thought, well, avid reader, passionate reader, love the stellar, love reading women and non-binary literature, love what they do, let's see if the board are interested in change because that's really what I wanted. I wanted to work with an organisation that was interested in growth and change and not growth and change in terms of having more staff and becoming a bigger edifice, really about focusing on the artists and their growth and, of course, the audiences. So I applied for the job. I think there were six rounds of interviews. I think at the sixth round I actually said to the fabulous chair, I said, I don't know if I can do another interview. (laughs) Anyway, I got the job. So that was in 2023, just before the 11th Stella Prize. So I got to view the Stella Prize. I wasn't involved in the production and the processes, but I got to see the Stella Prize. I flew up to Sydney. Just amazing seeing Sarah Hollenbat win that prize, hearing how much it changed her life, going to seven different writers' festivals, talking to Heather Rose, how it changed her life. I started to realise it was, you know, even bigger than I thought. As one of the founding members of Stella myself, it's been wonderful watching your work over the last 12 months. It seems to me that the Stella Prize is reaching further and further out there into our community and I think some of the, the initiatives that you have done in this last year have really helped keep that stellar prize in the everyday conversation. And I'm talking about those sort of forums that you've been holding in the different states where people get a chance to come and hear from some of the stellar writers, some of the people that have been shortlisted or indeed won, and they can hear for free firsthand how the stellar prize can change the lives of women. The stellar prize was started to do that. That's all we wanted to do at the very start. And now to hear people going to these open forums, feeling very welcomed. It's just quite a change in Australia. When you have run these sort of events where it's come and meet the Stella Prize shortlisted authors or come and meet a Stella Prize winner and you've spoken to people in the audience, what's been the takeaway? What are, what are people saying to you? We've only done two so far just to qualify. We've done Melbourne, we've done Hobart. We're lining up Sydney, Brisbane, Darwin, Perth, Adelaide. I mean, we're going to be national. It's going to be an annual event just to share. It's about Stella, of course, but it's also Stella because it's so spectacular that we're able to host these for free. So there's a full day of talks and then there's those little half-hour intermissions and everything is free. So the idea is that people can stay there and chat, just like a real festival where you get that beautiful dialogue. So what's been really interesting is that We've been able to go broad with our offer of this free event. So we've been sending information to community groups, to asylum seeker groups. We've been sending our information for free tickets broadly because we know, and it's not a bad thing, it's a really good thing, we know that those writers' festivals and those paid writers' talks, you know, they are for a community of people who are already hooked in Mm. to literature. Mm and who feel that they belong Mm. to that literature world. But we also know, and you know because of readings, there are so many people that just love to read that don't necessarily engage further than purchasing that book or going to the library and buying that book. And what we want is we want those people 
to feel engaged mm. and want those people to feel that they can have a dialogue and have a discussion and use literature as a framework, if you like, for deeper thought. So that's where the Stella Day Out idea came from. And so far, and it's only been two, we've had such positive responses and it's just a joy. The staff and I are just thrilled when we hear people say how much they loved it. And equally, the Stella prize-listed authors, so long-listed, short-listed or winners, we're, we're not distinguishing, yeah, we're bringing back a lot of those authors from your days, from those early days, because they're still publishing, writing and publishing books. They really are. They are really, really excited to be part of this free day as well. So there's a few things that I want to take from these comments. The first one is, and this is something that's important in both of our roles, is that as the world changes and gets more grim out there, it seems to me that the importance of belonging to something is becoming paramount in people's lives. Everybody wants to have a sense that they belong to something that's a little larger than their lives. And everything out there is so fraught, and literature at least is something, and art is something that we can hang on to, and it's so necessary to our well-being. So I wanted to sort of talk about that sense of belonging and that stellar community that you are trying to raise across our country and to let you know that I think it's working and I think it's working like a charm, actually, Fiona. But also I wanted to talk about how you're bringing in some of those authors that won or were shortlisted or longlisted in the early days when we were fluffing around, not quite sure what we were doing, but knowing that it was important that there was something that magnified women's lives. And I'm always interested when I read women's fiction that we somehow managed to concentrate on individual stories, these writers that actually talk about much larger issues that are happening in the world, but we do it in this way that we can all understand this is what women's writers have in common. And it just amplifies, doesn't it, that sense of belonging that we are all part of some great crazy puzzle. But I also wanted to talk about not just that sense of belonging, but also about how the Stella Prize has and can and will continue to change women writers' lives. Can you talk a little bit about some of the conversations that you've had with some of the the people that have been part of the Stella Day Out or some of those authors or people that have won, like Heather Rose, for example? Well, Heather Rose I actually met at the Byron Writers Festival last year. I went to seven because, you know, this is a new sector for me, so I'm very interested in once I move into whatever I'm doing, and I think it comes from being a designer where you might have a theatre company, you might have an opera company, you might have a retail chain store ask me to do work and you've got to investigate what they do before you can actually come up with a solution. So mm. in a way it comes from my training from design. But I went to seven writers festivals just to see what was going on, to listen to, you know, the authors, to meet the authors, talk to audiences, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I was quite surprised and it is a bit cheeky for me to mention this, but, you know, it really is two chairs, a table, a jug of water and two glasses. So I found that really interesting coming from exhibition curation and design. It was really quite funny. <laughs> but anyway, so I met Heather Rose in Byron Bay and I just said, hello, Heather, my name is Fiona Sweet. And she was like, oh, I've heard so much about you. So we had a fantastic conversation and she really did say that that prize win 
and the cash, so significant, that it actually enabled her, as it does for many of our, all our winners, particularly the first prize winners, let's be clear, yeah. they have enough money to stop that job, to stop working in a cafe, to stop doing editing. Some, A lot of them are working in allied industries as well and actually work on that next book because it's not just the money, let's be honest, it's also the PR machine that Stella Prize has and that's been a strong theme throughout the Stella Prize, not exclusive to me. There's always been a paid publicist who makes sure that the long listers, the short listers and the winners get those stories out there so they can be exposed to the world. Why the Stella Prize was started, because women authors were not in the media. And then, of course, there's the count, as you know, the Stella count. So that's really changed, like tracking the media stories. There has been a shift from 24 to 30% of editorial being about books by women and non-binary writers. It's up to about 50% now. So that's still continuing, and I think part of that PR machine with Stella, that the, the selling the stories, selling the stories to the media, making sure those authors are well represented in the media that year is brilliant. But I suppose the Stella Day Out, coming back to this initiative that I've developed, what that plan is is to say, well, there's 132 long listers, of which half of them were shortlisted and 11 were winners. And then as of this year, there'll be 144. Mm. Can we continue to support them? And I think for me the Stella Day Out is going to be one of those mechanisms. There'll be more. The idea of actually bringing those up, continually bringing them back into the public domain and promoting them through publicity and marketing means that we are supporting everyone into the future, which I think is I think is pretty good. And to your point of people wanting to feel connected, all these activities ensure that we feel connected and I think the free we know with art galleries that change their model from paid to free we know that there's lots of people looking at this idea of free Clune's book festival has just changed to free Mm. I spoke to the director not so long ago and she was like we pay so much money to people to get the money and then it reduces the number of people, so it reduces that sense of community. I think it's it's a given that we need to do more things for free to include more people. But also, you know, when it comes to diversity, making sure that we do we do support those writers with diversity, then those audiences feel comfortable and feel connected to those writers too. So it's not just the freeness, it's also making sure that we've got a really good mix of writers that are talking so that other community members that might be from from different and diverse backgrounds feel included and welcomed into that group as well. Yeah, I think that's right. And I I do believe when you consider the other sort of literary prizes that happen in Australia or indeed in the world, it's the Stella Prize and its connection to the community, women, who would have thought, women just talking, who would have thought that that was something that could change everything, does. The Stella Prize is unique because it does keep building on the community and that was something that when we were talking 12 years ago in you know the readings boardroom when we were starting the Stella Prize that was something that we really wanted and we wanted it because we knew that it worked there we were a bunch of women just talking and that has just continued we don't feel like we belong I don't think to other sort of literary awards but the Stella the Stella we do 
let's talk about what's going to happen over the next couple of months for the Stella Prize. It's a it's it's big. It's coming up. Let's go. So excitingly, the long list announcement. So just for people who don't know the process of judging, because I didn't know, it's really quite complicated. We have five judges. One of them is the chair of the judges. Significant rules and structures around the reading of the books and how they judge. And that was set up in your time at the very beginning and very important in terms of privacy and secrecy in terms of the reading and the judging. So we have five judges who have been reading there was 227 entries this year. Extraordinary. So it's nearly double from when you started, 2013. So they have deliberated and they have confirmed the 12 books that are the long list. And that announcement will be at the Adelaide Writers Week on Monday, the 4th of March at 5 pm. And interestingly, the Adelaide Writers Week is a free event. So that's why I was excited to yeah. be there. So anyone can attend at 5pm on Monday the 4th of March and listen to the five judges. And what's beautiful is they go through and tell a little story about each of the books hmm. and they go through and they describe why that book was longlisted. So it's a really lovely talk, actually. It's quite different to other talks that we expect at Writers' Festival where often we have a moderator and a writer. So it's a really interesting talk and for the first time, we're live streaming everything. So that will be live streamed on YouTube. So if you can't get to Adelaide, but you want to be there knowing exactly whose books were long listed, that's on Monday, the 4th of March. And then fast forward a month. So that gives us an opportunity to promote and celebrate those 12 long listers. And a month later, we have a shortlist announcement on Thursday, the 4th of April. And this time for the first time, we're having a little in-conversation program event. It's a lunch. Stella board member Michelle Law will chat with Stella Prize-listed author Yumna Kassab to discuss the six shortlist books. Now, this is a ticketed event. It's all on the website and on our It's all on the website. Yeah, website and socials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the winner will be announced on Thursday the 2nd of May. That's the big day. Very big celebration. Lots of prizes are now doing this, but everybody that is shortlisted gets some sort of cash payment. The Stella is a very generous literary prize, but Stella was one of the first people to start acknowledging that those shortlisted people were just as worthy. Yeah, longlisters, shortlisters. Everyone gets a prize, everyone's a winner. Fiona, thank you so much for your time. I'm jotting those dates down in my diary. I'm so pleased to have someone like you talking about Stella out there to the Australian community. And again, just as sort of our final words is that I want to say that the Stella Prize was started by women for women and men, for readers, but generosity was always there. It was started by volunteers and we wanted to make sure that everyone felt like that they could be part of that. And it seems to me with you, with your vivacious kind of outlook, it's doing just that. So on behalf of those early founders of the Stella Prize, thank you. Thank you. Christine, that's so generous. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, what a treat. What a treat. As mentioned by Fiona Sweet and Christine Gordon, all information about the upcoming Stella Prize events and ceremonies can be found at the Stella Prize website and at the Readings website. We'll also find all kinds of other recommendations for great books, music, film and TV. You can also sign up to e-news or to receive our free monthly newsletter, Readings Monthly. 
The Readings Podcast is produced by me, Nico Callaghan. The show's music is by Tom Hoskins. This episode was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. On behalf of Readings, I would like to acknowledge traditional owners and pay respects to elders past, present and those to come. Thank you.